Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by West Holm. We all know from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. West Holm, which is based in Queensland in the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. West Holm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM, let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese, And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have a classic episode for you about Vegemite. Yes, which I recently went to the office for the first time in over a year, and my desk was an absolute mess, I have to say. (laughs) Uh, Just everything was unplugged and tipped over, and I'm a very, like I said, I'm a very sentimental person, and I have a lot of artwork and all this stuff, and it was just all over the place. So I was trying to clean it up, and uh, I uncovered uh, a couple years back, I think after we did this episode, a listener sent us, not Vegemite. Marmite. Oh, right. I believe. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. And I found it. Uh, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll take this home. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's in my equally messy cabinet, which is a real danger to open at any point in time right now. So <laughs> that's where it lives. Okay. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh yeah, um, yeah, we we do talk a little bit about Marmite in in this episode, also about Tim Tams. Yes, <gasps> oh, 
which um, love Tim Tams. Which, as of the the recording of this episode, I had not tried before, but we did, and on on video, bless us, um, uh, did a little Tim Tam Slam uh, taste test. Yep. Uh, I didn't know how to do it at first. You instructed me. It meant I had to eat like more Tim Tams, and that was, you know, clearly shattering. Um, no, it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal all along. <laughs> I would get Lauren to eat all of the Tim Tams. <laughs> I I need more. I need more friends like you, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> All my evil plans are secretly like really nice and <laughs> doing cheering people up and doing no harm. I like that. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode from is from way back in 2017. Wow. Yeah, a, a lot of our a lot of the, uh, the 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 spiels, I guess, that we do, the shticks that we have on the show mm-hmm. hadn't really developed yet. And so it's always Really entertaining to me listening back to some of these episodes and going like, oh, there was the seed of that right there. We just hadn't hadn't quite grown into it yet. Um, Right, right. But still really fun. (laughs) Yes. Very interesting story, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, I guess we should get into it. Let past Annie and Lauren take it away. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we're we're talking about something that Annie has been very excited to get into. That's right. It's Vegemite. Oh, and it rhymed even. Uh, and we may or may not have a section on Tim Tams because we're just doing a whole Australia-themed thing right now. Yeah, and I love Tim Tams and I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I still don't necessarily know what a Tim Tam is. By the time we do this, you will. By the time it publishes, I mean, we're doing it currently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I am on the search for Tim Tams that don't cost 12 American dollars. And we will be partaking in a Tim Tam Slam, which I will explain at a later time in this podcast. Excellent. All right. But first, Vegemite. Also, thanks to uh, listener Corrine for suggesting this topic. Yes. And um, I told her we were doing it. A long time ago, so sorry for the wait, and she was so excited about it. So hopefully she's still excited about it. So what is Vegemite for people who don't know? It's an Australian product that is a brown-colored spread made up of vegetables, huh, like celery and onion, spice additives, and leftover brewer's yeast extracts. Sounds so good, right? It well, I mean, actually, it kind of does. It, it's very, very uh, strongly flavored. Yes, it's rather known for that. Mm-hmm. Going off of that, I learned when I was in Australia, there's a for the most part agreed upon right way quote to eat it because uh-huh. uh, it's about the same consistency and thickness of like of like a peanut butter kind of yeah. thing, except it's very salty. Very so salty. So if you want to do it in this right way, you spread a thin layer of it on buttered toast or crackers. Sparingly, sparingly, sparingly. That's the key. Because it's so salty. You just, you you want to use just a little. Almost scrape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the jar should last a long time in theory. Um, You can get a little more fancy, sophisticated, and add cheese and avocado. But I found that I enjoyed it this way. Just plain? Yeah. Buttered toast? 
Vegemite. Uh, yeah, yeah? I, do, I do love buttered toast anyway. But huh. yeah, um, Vegemite, my experience before I went to Australia, I did find it a little too salty. But when, when I went and I learned this method, I did enjoy it like this. So take that for what it's worth. I don't know. Have you ever had Vegemite on Australia? Uh, I called you. Wow. I have. Uh, I think that we tried some. Uh, ben Ben Bolin and I tried some on the uh, sh- uh, live show snack stuff oh. once, and I don't think either of us. We did more like a like a dollop. Oh, than a than a spread. <laughs> sure. And so that was quite a bit. That's a high um, concentration. Yeah, yeah. It, and it tastes. Um, if you've if you've never tried Marmite or Vegemite, Marmite is a is a British version of it, or perhaps the original version. Yes. Um, it tastes a little bit like stale. Beer, yeah, like vegetative, stale, salty beer. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good, but but no. like, but but I can see where I can see where it certainly is an acquired taste. People get really into it. There's something kind of comforting and like that that like bready yeasty sort of flavor. That you yeah, get. I recommend trying it, but in small amounts. Yes, and it's got a lot of vitamin B, like a whole lot, like a, a whole whole lot. Five gram serving. A Vegemite takes care of 25% of your daily recommended intake of riboflavin and niacin, 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 <laughs> and 50% of the recommended amount of folate. The color is natural. It's vegetarian, mostly fat and sugar-free, but it's um, not gluten-free. And also, it's certified as halal and kosher. So that's relatively healthier than I would have guessed <laughs> by the taste. <laughs> Australia produces 22.7 million tubs of Vegemite a year, or about 235 a minute. Who? Yeah, most of this is consumed in Australia. 30 jars stay in the country per every one exported. Okay. And according to What's Cooking America, Vegemite is in 9 out of 10 Australian pantries. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also uh, British, as we said, German, Swiss, and New Zealand versions of yeast extract products. Marmite Cenevis, Vitam R, uh, <laughs> an Australian competitor called Promite, a non-vegetarian but similar tasting spread called Bovril, etc., all of these names do not sound necessarily like a food product to right? me. <laughs> yeah, bovril is because it contains some like cow something yeah, something sure. bovine bovril. I don't know. Well, none of them sound. It's very harsh. Like every, it's all very. Yeah. Like you're gonna get your vitamins whether you like it or not. It's an interesting theme for yeah. sure. The recipe, which is secret, has stayed for the most part the same since its invention. Um, The biggest change was reducing the salt from 10% to 8% in 2014. Also, as of 1999, you can purchase it in tubes. I'm envisioning similar to Go-Gurt. And for a brief time that same year... Australians could buy. Oh, so I'm just over here shaking my head at the idea of Vegemite flavored Gogurt. I'm back. I'm back. No. Okay, you can. I, it's so that um, I read. It's so that uh, you can travel with it easily. You've got some, of course, ready to go. For a brief time that same year, 1999, Australians could find Vegemite flavored craft singles, like like cheesy craft singles. Yeah. Okay. In what was an attempt to capture the flavor of cheese and Vegemite sandwiches in one craft slice. Didn't work out. They tried again to harness this combo in 2009 in a jarred spread called Cheesy Bite. Um, (laughs) I put an exclamation point at the end, and I guess that's because I was excited about it, but maybe the product has an exclamation point. Hmm. I can't remember. But thanks to the mild flavor, the sales have been mildly successful, and you can still find it in stores today. 
The collaboration with Cadbury Chocolates, however, and yes, you heard that correctly, it didn't work out as well. The Guardian's review described the taste like, quote, licking a plate where Vegemite was smeared many months ago, then left in the sink to fester. Yep, Vegemite-laced chocolate. It was a thing that they did on purpose. The very, very narrow window for success there. Like, I mean, you know, I get, I get the concept, like, like yeah. salted chocolate I love, but... Yeah, but, but a Cadbury egg. But with, on, oniony, oh, I don't think it was a Cadbury egg. It was just a... Oh, I thought it was like Cadbury a, chocolate square. <laughs> I thought it was an egg no. with the Vegemite. With the cre- oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a whole different thing. Okay, no. okay. All right. Well, then that's slightly better than what I was imagining. <laughs> Still didn't work out. In 2011, Obama, President Obama, caused a bit of international kerfuffle when he told Australia's Prime Minister Julia Gillard he found Vegemite Horrible. And that's because there's a a, a very deep Australian emotion about Vegemite. Yes. It's kind of become a product that represents Australia and also invokes a sense of nostalgia for a lot of Australians. In Prime Minister Kevin Rudd's 2007 campaign, he described himself as a toast and Vegemite sort of guy. In 2012, the BBC wrote that Vegemite was as symbolic of Australia as Sydney Harbour Bridge and the koala. But this was not always the case. No, certainly not. But before we get into the history, I wanted to get into the science of, of this yeast extract that Vegemite is made of. Yeah. So what is it? Well, uh, we've talked a bunch about yeasts as they're used in the fermentation process for beer and wine, um, but we're not actually talking about microorganism poop today. Uh-huh. No, no, we are talking about microorganism guts. Oh, well, that's exciting. Uh-huh. So Saccharomyces cerevisiae is a species of yeast, you know, a, a type of fungi that eat sugars, um, such as the sugars in wheat or grapes, and excrete ethanol. Uh, They're sometimes called brewer's yeast or baker's yeast because they're used in those industries. And they are single-celled organisms. So so they consist of a a cell wall holding in a a nucleus and and all kinds of proteins and sugars and fatty acids and, and other stuff that get the work of living done within this cell. One of the keys to brewing beer is to get a population of yeast to just go absolutely hog wild. And that is the scientific term. Uh, You want to take a, a relatively small yeast colony, low cost, it's cheap for you, and give it the opportunity to to thrive and multiply, just butting out lots and lots and lots of other yeast cells that will all go to work converting uh, sugars to alcohols. When they've converted about as much sugar to alcohol as they're gonna, you siphon off the beer, and you're left with two waste products, the solid barley and hops and whatever that yeast was feasting on, and a dying colony of yeast cells. In the industry, this is called spent yeast, so that we all feel less like we're committing genocide every time we brew a batch of beer. Oh, I didn't feel like that until you said it. Oh, sorry about it. Yay! Ooh. Everything dies. Oh. Uh, okay, so, so you, can, you can separate out the solid waste from the spent yeast. Uh, some breweries, by the way, recycle their barley and hops in interesting ways. Uh, you can totally go buy beer, barley, granola bars and stuff like that. Or it might go to farms for, for mulch or animal feed. But okay, so the thing about yeast is that its, its cell walls are sturdy. So if, if we're going to take yeast and eat it, it's, it's not that easy for our bodies to digest. And it's not particularly flavorful. Hmm. Until you rip its guts out like you're Negan. 
just like that, but that's how you have to do it. It's a little, okay, it's a little bit less dramatic. Than oh, that. okay. Okay, yeah. So to get to the to the tasty, nutritious stuff that's in yeast cells, you have to break down their cell walls. Uh, th- this is this is what goes into making that yeast extract. Uh, and, and luckily for us, there's a process built into cells in nature just to accomplish this very cell wall breakdownage thing. It's called autolysis, meaning self-digestion or or self-decline. And so, so when, a, when a cell is infected or injured and therefore has stopped certain processes of life, um, enzymes in the cell can kick in and kill it off and, and start breaking down the cell wall. This is useful in colonies of single-celled organisms and in multi-celled organisms like humans as well because it releases the cell's components for, for uptake and use by other cells around it. And it can sometimes help prevent the spread of disease in cases where like a, a germ has hijacked the cell for its own nefarious germ purposes. Mm-hmm. And you can accomplish autolysis in a yeast population by either just waiting or by adding salt to dehydrate the cells and induce the death process. Other stuff could be used too. For, for example, you could add a hydrochloric acid, kills lots of things, yeah. um, which you later uh, would neutralize with sodium hydroxide. But both processes, though, mean that the final product will be salty. Like Vegemite? Like Vegemite. I'm not actually sure about Vegemite. Their, their formula is very secret. Yeah. Uh, but Marmite has come out and said that it, in addition to salt, it adds some, some enzymes to its, its dying yeast to help kickstart the process. Uh, but once autolysis has done its work, you just kind of filter out the, the sloughed off cell walls and yay, you've got yeast extract. Uh, for Vegemite and or Marmite, you then kind of, kind of simmer that down into a paste and add whatever other ingredients you want. So that is the process of yeast extract. And the, the strong, savory, like kind of almost bouillon-like flavor that these spreads have uh, comes from uh, one of the molecules that's released during this process called glutamates, which are molecules found in proteins released during autolysis. Glutamates are also found in high concentrations in stuff like Parmesan cheese and soy sauce. Oh. Hmm. In Marmite's case, again, I'm not sure about Vegemite, but I suspect it's the same. They source their spent yeast from different breweries that make different amounts and types of beer. So the exact strains of yeast that end up in each batch will differ. Uh, This means that each finished batch may taste slightly different. Uh, Marmite says that a keen palate can totally identify it. Oh, so like a sommelier, but for Marmite. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh, yes. Um... Oh, and okay, so so fun side note, although autolysis isn't generally welcome in beer brewing or in winemaking, it's actually what gives some white wines their characteristic flavors, like a, like a sort of bready twinge, like in champagne. Yes. Throwback to champagne. Mm-hmm. That's what resting champagne on its lees, aka the spent yeast, uh, does. It, it induces autolysis and lets some of the molecules from the yeast guts get out and interact with the wine. Yes, and in our champagne video, we talk about this briefly, and I bugged our animator Jay for weeks to make an animation about autolysis. Um, (laughs) So check that out if you haven't already. It's online. Uh It's in the virtual virtual world. Hmm. Somewhere out there, we're just gesturing. Yeah, we're just making arm gestures that you cannot see. (laughs) (laughs) Works great on radio, folks. Yes. So speaking of working great on radio, let's take just a quick break right now for a word from our sponsor. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? 
With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. Yeah, uh, West Holm sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I, like, opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. (laughs) (laughs) West Holm offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia, and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian. Premium cocktails on demand. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So you might be getting this idea, but to talk about Vegemite, we have to first talk about Marmite. Yes. The two products are very closely related. Near the end of the 19th century, German scientist Justus von Liebig realized that when you took the yeast left over from beer brewing and concentrated it, it was totally edible. Yeah. He added some salt, celery, and spices, and ta-da. Marmite. 
Although yeast extract alone does have a bunch of vitamins and stuff, some extra B vitamins and other nutritional things that it's so popular for currently were, were added later as supplements. Ah. Well, not wanting to waste any time, the Marmite Food Company started up a few years later in Staffordshire, England in 1902. I also saw the company listed as Britain's Marmite Extract Food Company. Oh, goodness. It's very mm. official sounding. It is. Uh, the word Marmite, by the way, is a, a French term for a type of large lidded earthenware pot. Uh, you can see a picture of that on the label of jars of Marmite. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, that's, that's what the little pot on there comes for. Uh, yeah. uh, the, the Marmite pot is named after a French stew made with a fish called Marmite or mar Marmite mm. in French accent. <laughs> Insert French accent here. Yes. Pretty soon, Marmite was being shipped all over, including, you guessed it, Australia, ha. where it enjoyed a popularity it didn't really find anywhere else, which I find kind of interesting. Uh, World War One German U-boats really got in the way of Australia's Marmite crash, disrupting trade routes and preventing shipments of the stuff. So they needed to come up with their own solution. Yeah. Enter Cyril Callister, a Victoria native born in 1893. He was a chemist who spent a brief time working at a munitions factory in Scotland before an explosion had him returning to Australia, where he met entrepreneur Fred Walker. Walker had been searching for someone to help him come up with the Marmite alternative that Australia needed after the failure of something called Cubex. Cubex? Cubex. Uh, this was the product of a local brewer that's thickness and bitterness didn't turn any heads unless they were turning to spit it out <laughs> uh, and resulted in quite the loss of money. So he, or technically his company, the Fred Walker Company, <laughs> asked Calster to take a swing at a Marmite-esque spread in 1922. And after months of taste test and fine-tuning, Callister had a recipe ready to go by 1923. Wanting to get some publicity, publicity going, the Fred Walker Company launched a nationwide competition with a 50-pound prize to whoever came up with the name for the Callister's take on Marmite before it hit the shelves. Walker's daughter Sheila pulled the name out of a hat, and out of hundreds of entries, Vegemite emerged victorious. I love that random chance. I know. And now... Here we are. <laughs> By the time the newly christened Vegemite started appearing in stores, World War I had ended and people could buy Marmite again, which they did. So it's not the best timing. Uh, in an attempt to jump on the Marmite train and increase their earnings, the Fred Walker Company changed the name of Vegemite in 1928 to Par Will. Okay, it's a pun. Yeah. And if you're confused, so were we. That's always the sign of a good pun. Perhaps the slogan will help. Yeah. If mar might, par will. No. Do you get it? I do, but I don't want to. Oh, boy. Yeah, most people didn't get it. Um, and they changed the name back in 1935. <laughs> Side note on this. This is the pun I was talking about if you follow me on social media. That is so bad. I'm not even sure I would make it. And that's quite a statement. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's really saying something. That is, folks. And I thought about doing this in an Australian accent, but I figured... It's just better not to. Yeah. It might make more sense in the Australian accent, though. I don't know. Anyway. If anyone is from Australia and wants to send us a sound clip. Oh, please saying, do. If Mar might, par will. Yeah, Please do. We'll please. air it. Yes, we will. The product was advertised as delicious on sandwiches and toast and improving the flavors of soups, stews, and gravies. Meanwhile... 
Fred Walker, who was impressed with the invention of processed cheese that did not need to be refrigerated, had met the inventor of the product in Chicago in 1924, one James Kraft. Kraft? Yes, that Kraft. The two hit it off, and Walker convinced Kraft to allow him to sell the processed cheese in Australia. And, oh, yeah, why don't you take this Vegemite thing? We can market them together. Won't that be great? Yeah, let's do that. So pretty clever (laughs) on Walker's part. Kraft and Walker established the Kraft Walker Cheese Company in 1926. And for two years, beginning with 1935, a purchaser of any Kraft Walker Cheese product received a coupon to redeem for one free jar of Vegemite. And this actually proved to be a pretty smart move. Vegemite became more well-known by the mid-1930s. 1935 was also the same year that Fred Walker passed away, and thus Kraft officially acquired controlling interest in the Vegemite brand. And the manufacturing methods behind Vegemite fell into their hands as well. Kraft's company owned and made Vegemite until 2017, when it was purchased by an Australian dairy company called Bega. So thus finally became a national product again. Yeah. Oh, huzzah. Yeah. In 1937, another competition brought even more publicity to Vegemite. This competition was a poetry competition, a limerick to be exact, (laughs) and the prize was a Pontiac. Ooh. I wonder if you can find those limericks anywhere. Hmm. Anyway, in 1939, there was another game changer in part brought on by the Vegemite hubbub caused by this limerick competition. The Australian government commissioned University of Adelaide human physiology professor Cedric Stanton Hicks to do some research and make nutritional recommendations for keeping Australian soldiers healthy and full as they fought in World War II. Hicks concluded that the high content of vitamin B and Vegemite meant that it should be in soldiers' ration packs. World War II posters read, Vegemite, keeping fighting men fighting fit. Wartime Vegemite came in three sizes. Platoon size of seven pounds. Oh. Yeah. Eight ounce individual tins and half an ounce for the soldier behind enemy lines. Oh, my goodness. You never want to be without your Vegemite, I no, guess. Certainly not. Hmm. Also, thanks to the war, Marmite once again became largely unavailable in Australia, which only helped Vegemite's growth. Oh. The same year. The British Medical Association gave Vegemite their stamp of approval as a nutritious, balanced, vitamin B-packed food. They even printed advertisements for it in their own magazines. Doctors recommended it to their patients, even the baby ones. Aw. Yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) I guess. The Army bought so much of this stuff that it led to a civilian shortage and caused the Army to print ads like this one. Vegemite fights with the men up north. If you are one of those who don't need Vegemite medicinally, then thousands of invalids are asking you to deny yourself of it for the time being. It's not too catchy, but (laughs) it does the job. It's no limerick, but it's expressive. (laughs) Yes. When Cyril Callister died in 1949, the past and future Prime Minister Robert Menzies attended his funeral. Oh, By the time World War II drew to a close, Vegemite was an Australian staple. 1954 ad campaign further sealed the deal, featuring a group of happy, healthy kids singing what must have been a major earworm of a jingle called the Happy Little Vegemites that went as follows. We are happy little Vegemites as bright as bright can be. We all enjoy our Vegemite for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Our mummy says we're growing stronger every single week. Because we love our Vegemite, we all adore our Vegemite. It puts a rose in every cheek. 
I avoided listening to this because everything I read said it was going to be stuck in your head. Forever. For the rest of your life. Yes. And speaking of the rest of your life, this campaign was courtesy of J. Walter Thompson. And it was so successful that what started as a radio ad transitioned to television and subsisted well into the 60s. Further, these commercials were made all beautiful and colorful and rebroadcast in the 80s, and then again in 2010, and further, furthermore, the original surviving cast of kids was tracked down for the 50th anniversary of an ad a couple of years ago. (laughs) One of the stars said of the ad, it may be just a commercial, but it will never die. I think it will be around long after we're gone. Wow. Yeah. So... If you're feeling adventurous and not afraid of an earworm, you can find it. You can find it in many different versions and colors. Apparently. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get the band Men at Work song Down Under, which debuted in 1982 with the line, I said, do you speak of my language? He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. Very hard not to sing it right there, but I resisted. You're welcome. Yeah. A 66-cent jar of Vegemite made history in 1984 when it was the first item scanned in Australia at Woolworths. Uh, In the 90s, the company converted a bus into a traveling toaster that could crisp up hundreds of bread slices at a single time. That's amazing. Uh, And they ran an April Fool's Day promotion in 2015, announcing that they'd be opening a museum in the shape of a giant Vegemite jar on site at their Port Melbourne factory. Totally didn't happen. I know, but a part of me, they have to do it now. That's what I think. Oh. <laughs> they've, they've generally been lauded for their successful, if uh, non-traditional, methods of promotion by, by serious industry sources like Advertising Age. Yeah, I would agree. They, they seem to have a lot of interesting competitions. and <laughs> Maybe the name-changing one was, was not great, but all the other ones seem A lot to of other ones, yeah. Helped them in their success. Really worked out. Um, but Vegemite is not without controversy. Nope. And we will get to that after we take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. I'm a person who doesn't really cook with a lot of meat, to be honest, because when I do, I want it to be special. I'm the same, and I do love sharing that food with people. And I have to say, we received some product, some steak, mm-hmm. and I am very eager to share it with my friends. 
Yeah, uh, West Home sent us uh, a few of their products, and they included these gorgeous, gigantic tomahawk steaks that I like opened the box and immediately sent a picture to my best grilling friend, like, hang out soon. Yes, I did too. <laughs> West Home offers these beautifully marbled steaks because they have 16 million acres of rangeland across the northeast corner of Australia, from Brisbane to Darwin. They use a nature-led approach with the belief that if they balance the needs of their cattle with the needs of their environment, both can thrive. Their cattle graze on native grasses like Mitchell grass, which is found only in Australia, and roam wild, foraging at will for the first two to three years of their lives. The result is Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of northern Australia and a quality that would complement whatever you're into cooking right now. West Home believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholme.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash savor. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, Vegemite controversy. In 1973, Australia introduced a series of policies promoting multiculturalism, replacing the word multiculturalism with Vegemite on a poster with the slogan, spread it around. But multiculturalism, the set of policies, has been a source of both praise and criticism. Indigenous Affairs Minister Nigel Scullion called Vegemite a precursor to misery in 2015. And what he was talking about was indigenous communities with an alcohol ban that were using Vegemite to make bootleg alcohol, even bathtubs of moonshine. Sometimes the alcohol is mixed with orange juice, and adults and kids were apparently getting drunk on this stuff and then were too hungover to go to work or to school the next day. In the Northern Territory, indigenous people consumed 16.9 liters of pure alcohol a year in 2015 compared to the 10 liters of the rest of the population. The Sydney Morning Herald reported cases of up to 20 jars of Vegemite being purchased at a time for making alcohol. However, scientists dispute the actual usefulness of Vegemite when making alcohol, since the yeast is dead by the time it makes it to the jar, and at best, it might, might speed up the natural fermentation process. Uh, a bunch of researchers have looked into this, and uh, since, it's, since Vegemite is made from yeast guts, um, it can be a source of nutrition for, for living yeasts that homebrewers would add, but you certainly can't. I mean, you kind of need another thing to kickstart it. Yeah. 
But nonetheless. Yes, nonetheless. In 2015, research found that indigenous Australians between 35 and 54 are eight times likelier to die than the same age group of the rest of the population, with alcohol cited as the main cause. It was also found to be related to 40% of male and 30% of female indigenous suicides. So quite a big problem. Yeah. And Scullion even suggested banning Vegemite recently, and it caused a bit of a stir. As as you might imagine. Yeah. (laughs) Dry zones or areas that prohibit alcohol and fine people in violation really only resulted in finding people that couldn't afford to pay. And then they racked up debt, and that sometimes landed them in jail. So not very helpful. And speaking of jail, Victoria banned Vegemite from prisons in 2007 to prevent inmates from using it to make alcohol. Hmm. Speaking of illicit substances, uh, hmm. the week that we were researching this, uh, the, the last week in September of 2017, an Australian man attempted to smuggle drugs into a music festival past trained police dogs by covering the scent of the drugs with Vegemite. I'm going to guess he wasn't successful? No. nope nope okay and just so you know when i was in australia i was um working in the northern territory with um indigenous people i was trying to um help document their language and i did see some evidence of this problem along with other things that we can talk about in other episodes (laughs) well just like the food that they had was very unhealthy like the food they were getting from the government sure sure the kind of food desert sort of problem yeah yeah. Yes. Anyway, future episode. Yeah. Yay, yay, future. I mean, important, but but very yes. sad topics. Yes. But something interesting and not so sad in the science and health category. In 2015, Vegemite, which has a high ion and water content, was used to complete a circuit and turn on an LED light, similar to like what you would do with potato. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and the scientists working on this were looking at the possibility of edible medical sensors that would dissipate after collecting data from your body. Just pretty cool. I, I was gonna make a joke about it, about how like a scientist doing this weird thing, but then I read what it was for, and I'm like, well, that's actually really useful and interesting. Okay. Yeah, over on the show Forward Thinking, which uh, which is no longer in production, but uh, but yeah, we had a good couple couple years run on it. We got a chance to look into uh, some of these edible medical sensors that they're that they're working on, and they're we'll have to we'll have to do an episode about it sometime. Yes. It's fascinating. And uh, in terms of the the health of Vegemite, it really is pretty good for you. Uh, like Annie said earlier, it's, it's fat free, has has way more protein than carbs, and has lots of vitamins. Um, the only thing to really watch out for is its salt content. You know, if you have a condition or a precondition in which you need to watch your salt intake, most healthy people don't really need to be too worried about salt as long as they hydrate. Right. Always hydrate, folks. This brings us to <gasps> Tim Tams. <laughs> and what, why are we talking about Tim Tams? Why? Why? That's probably a, a very legitimate and great question. Um, <laughs> it's, it's another Australian phenomenon. Yes. Uh, and it was one of my favorite things that I discovered when I was in Australia. If you've never seen one... They're two malted chocolate biscuits with um, a light chocolate filling and then coated in chocolate. And uh, by biscuits, you mean cookies. So yes. what, what, what Americans would call yes. cookies. In, okay. in my U.S. tongue, I would say they're chocolate-covered wafer cookies. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they don't have to be chocolate. No, 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 no. There are a million flavors. Like um, cheese. What? There's a cheese-flavored one in Indonesia. Also, alcohol-flavored ones that caused a little a little bit of a stir for normalizing alcohol for children. And then this caused an Arno's spokesperson, Arno is the company that makes Tim Tams, to release this statement. 
children would need to consume your body weight of biscuits every hour to reach a blood alcohol content of 0.05. Whew. Yeah, it's, I, I can I can see the argument that, that you don't want to be like, oh, hey, kids, Have eat this, this. <laughs> eat this whiskey-flavored stuff. Don't you love whiskey? Don't you? Especially this branded whiskey that I'm sure that we paired up with marketing-wise. Right. <laughs> and you probably will love it because it's really just chocolate maybe with a little bit of whiskey flavoring. Anyway. Anyway, according to Australian Food News, they're ranked as the world's most popular biscuit per capita. Ah. I couldn't find the source on this, but Australians alone eat 45 million of them a year. Again, according to Australian Food News. One out of two households has a package of Tim Tams in Australia. Huh. Yeah. The Sydney factory produces 3,000 biscuits per minute, 20 tons of cream filling, and 27 tons of chocolate coating. As of 2008, you can buy Tim Tams in the U.S., distributed by Pepperidge Farms. Your best bet is Target. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And I have seen them at Publix, but again, they were like $12. Huh. Uh, the company uses mostly Australian bakeries located in Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, and in 2009, invested $37 million for a spared no-expense production line. American Campbell Soup Company purchased our nose in 2011, but Tim Tams are still made in Australia. And the story of Tim Tams, <laughs> briefly, it's short, everybody, uh, starts in Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, with the 1865 opening of our nose. Skipping ahead to 1958, our nose food technology director, great title, Ian Norris went on what sounds like one of the best work adventures ever <laughs> to find inspiration for the next great biscuit. Oh, wow. Yeah. His muse turned out to be the British Penguin Biscuit. He returned to Australia determined to improve on the penguin. He named his creation after the 1958 winner of the Kentucky Derby, Tim Tam. By 1964, the Tim Tam was on Australian shelves, and from there they spread across the continent and then the globe. <laughs> and there's even a tradition of sorts called the Tim Tam Slam, which I did a couple of times, maybe more than a couple. <laughs> um, this is where you bite off opposite ends of the biscuit, and then you use it as a straw for a hot beverage. Say, like, hot chocolate, maybe with Baileys or some uh -huh. other alcohol. And the temperature of the drink causes the chocolate to become all melty and delicious. Oh, it's so good. Lauren, we have to do it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm down. The, the, the weather is changing. I'm, I'm yes. excited about Tim Tam slamming. Yes, it's time for a Tim Tam slam on it, food stuff. It's time. Yes. Kate Blanchett <laughs> was in a 1991 ad for Tim Tams, and Taylor Swift is reportedly a big fan. Okay, so that's my Tim Tam sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. I, it's like not even a choice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I believe you. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what we have to say about Vegemite and Tim Tams. And that brings us to the end of this classic episode on Vegemite. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I, You know, every now and then I get a really strong craving for Vegemite. Same. Especially like Vegemite on toast with butter. Yeah, yeah, same. And now I'm like, I got the Marmite. I have bread that's been frozen for over a year. No, it's bread. Possibly this could happen. <laughs> it might be okay. Yeah, it might be okay. <laughs> That's my motto in life. <laughs> Stores do sell bread, though, so, you know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that, Lauren. I got a whole loaf of frozen bread in there. <laughs> well, hopefully nothing will go wrong, but I'll keep everyone appraised. Appraised? Appraised of the situation. <laughs> appraised, I believe. Appraised. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like that's a that's a Count Olaf from a series of unfortunate events. That's like what a mispronunciation he would have. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be sure yeah, to yeah. keep you appraised. Yeah, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, listeners, we would love, as always, to hear from you. If you would like to email us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer.